For better or for worse, spring is arriving here at Longleaf Breeze, and we better get busy. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of March 9, 2011. You're right about spring being here. Uh, it's really, there's good and bad that comes with that. Um, the good part is we enjoy watching the farm and, and the earth in general wake up from its long winter sleep. <clears throat> Some of the new fruit trees we've planted, seeing them begin to leaf and bud out, it's really beautiful. Of course, the scary part is that we still have a lot to do on the orchard <laughs> before we call it's it done. It's just mind-boggling to think of all the tasks that need to be completed here in very short order. That's right. We really don't have much time at all. Uh, we still have not pruned those new fruit trees because I've been waiting, rightly or wrongly, for the trellis to be in, and we don't have a trellis yet, so I haven't pruned them. So here it is approaching the middle of March, and I haven't done that. That here's, was supposed to have been done back in February. Here's my vote for saying go ahead and prune them. But uh, just for one thing, we have like a rain delay today. It's raining really hard right now. We're not getting out there. Uh, we still have trellis posts to put in. We still have drip irrigation tape to lay. Then I've got to mulch. Then we've got deer fence to install. So, you know. I hear you. Maybe it's time to do that pruning. <laughs> <laughs> You're singing the same song Longleaf Breeze is singing. Yeah, that's Get right. Get busy. Don't sleep. Yeah. Don't think. Don't practice law. Get out here and get some work done. Well, it is fun to see the fruit trees beating, uh, budding out. We have seen budding now on many of them. The blackberries are busting it. The um, methley plum was probably the first one out of the box, and we've got at least one Ozark Premier plum right next to it. Um, Waking up, those Some June of the gold peaches look oh, great. Oh, they're beautiful. The ones we planted last year, those peach trees are just turning out to be so lovely. And yes, the figs are looking fun. They're having a good time of it. The pomegranates are waking up. Mm -hmm. The uh, blueberries are waking up. We've even got a couple of apples that are already waking up, and, yeah. and we were expecting them to be the slowest ones out of the box. And the Orient pear trees And we've got beautiful. two Orient pears that just look gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't overstate it. These are very young trees, so it's not like they're covered with blossoms. There are blossoms here and there on them that are beautiful. And what was fun yesterday is there was a bumblebee on one of the blossoms. And so I got thought, excited oh, about that. Yeah, yeah. So a sure harbinger of spring, for sure. And I need to make a personal confession. I had given up on the broccoli that's out on row six. We planted mm -hmm. it, uh, when would you reckon, maybe September? Yeah, September with the other fall veg. And it bore beautifully and probably had finished up by the end of December anyway, mm -hmm. wouldn't right. you think? yeah. And it's just been sitting there, these um, forlorn-looking stalks. And I had clipped them off. You know, I'd clipped the uh, the broccoli heads off. So. And we had great food from them. I mean, they were wonderful mm -hmm. source of uh, food for us during the early part of the winter. And I was ready to pull them out. 
I wanted to just cut them down and maybe plant something else there or at least be ready to plant something else there. And you said, well, no, let's wait, let's wait. Well, the broccoli is waking back up here in March. We're seeing new florets. We're seeing new leaves coming. Um, we're going to have another crop. I hope, from yeah. that broccoli. I've, I've harvested a little bit of it last week and put it in with some soup. So, yeah, I'm hoping. And, of course, we still have Brussels sprouts, and I clipped the tops out of off those, and they seem to be uh, producing some additional little sprouts. So that's and fun. And the Brussels sprouts were very slow yeah, during they the were. winter. Mm-hmm. They didn't die, but they didn't produce a lot either. Yeah. And here, as the weather is warming up, they really seem to be pouring on more production. Yeah, yeah, they do. Lots of little sprouts that we can pick and eat. And both mm-hmm. of us love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, so and they're good for you. It's, so, it's hey. like eating candy, really. They're just so delicious. Mm-hmm. And When then, we don't overcook them in the sun oven. Yes. <laughs> it's so easy to just put something in the sun oven and think, oh, that's not that hot. And then you come back an hour later and it's all... Uh, overcooked. You, there's a distinctive odor from overcooked brassicas and... Boy, you can tell right away, up, oh, let it go too long. Yeah. Um, so we're having to be real careful when we cook those brassicas in the sun oven. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's so easy to overdo it. Yeah. Uh, and we have cabbages that are doing great, forming some heads. Um, After, again, being very slow very through slow. most of the mm-hmm. winter, now they're heading up and looking nice and promising, and we are excited about them, but apparently we're not the only one. Yes, some critter has been eating my cabbage. Um, I'm suspecting rabbits, just because I happen to know rabbits like cabbage, and it's some chewing animal that takes big bites out of it and uh, uh, so anyway as a result of damage from that critter and we have put the wildlife camera out several nights in a row and haven't seen anything yet on it but maybe we will and on that subject I suspect it's not a rabbit because it's hard for me to imagine a rabbit wreaking that much havoc in one night and this was one night's damage and we don't know that it's only one rabbit that's my argument true um but and, and and whatever it is also has has bitten some um, a few leaves off my English peas that are emerging, which um, causes great consternation. Yeah, you found a leaf from one of your peas over yeah. in the aisle, indicating that um, it had been displaced. Yeah, and also <clears throat> same with some of the the tender young cabbage plants that I've planted. Um, had some lettuce plants that were just chewed down to the nub. So you know certainly. Looks rabbit-like, but we'd love to have confirmation of what it is so that we can take the appropriate measures. At any rate, uh, because there was some damage to a lot of the cabbage and I couldn't just leave it, I took, I salvaged what I could of a lot of different, fairly small heads. And you had a big old mess of cabbage when yes. you finished. By the time so what I, do you do with a big old mess of cabbage? By the time I got rid of all the you know part that was, you know, I didn't want to use because it had been chewed on or and the outer leaves and all that. For one thing, we had a lot of compost from that. <laughs> but by the time I chopped all that up, what did we say? That was like 40 cups of cabbage. Yeah, that sounds Usable about right. cabbage. So, yeah, what do you do with it? You make cabbage soup. And it I, was delicious cabbage really soup. It really is. Well, I and um, you recommend should, it highly. Yeah, you should take a lot of the credit because you had the idea of putting chicken in it and um, boiling a chick or not boiling, but you know, roasting a chicken in a pot and using that broth for it, and then putting that chicken, in, you know, adding it in with cabbage and some other veg, and 
And it is delicious. A little half and half. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So Yummy. We, we made a lot and uh, froze it, and so we'll be enjoying cabbage soup for a while. And uh, and I think you recorded exactly what we put in it. I for did. posterity, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So we will post the recipe for cabbage soup on the show notes page, yeah. if that's okay. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. good. Um, let's see. What else is going on on the farm? Well, we've got this gorgeous, gorgeous plant out on row six that um, looks beautiful, but I think it's the bolting mustard. It is, yeah. Some of my mustard plants are bolting, and they really are pretty. They have nice yellow blooms. Just as happy looking as they yeah. can be. Big and yellow blossoms. I've just left them, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to, to eat at. that, so... Um, and, and then one other thing that goes along with spring and summer around here that I don't like, and that is the return of the bugs. <laughs> the return little gnats in my face yesterday while we were working outside. Just we've had some mosquitoes. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. And yes, they are back uh, for real. And you were struggling with it yesterday, and we will continue to struggle with the bugs over the months to come. And then we have mating season among the bluebirds. And we have probably identified the dumbest bluebird in history. Your mother keeps after us because she doesn't understand why we don't want to put bluebird houses here at the farm. And we've told her a couple of times, Mama, we don't need bluebird we live, houses. We live in a bluebird we house. We do. We live in a bluebird <laughs> barn anyway. Yeah. It's a... the, the bluebirds just love hanging out here in the pole barn. So we've got little bluebird nests apparently in three or four locations. And we must have a dozen bluebirds hanging out around here. Mm -hmm. here They're beautiful. There. They really are pretty. But, but you've identified one that, uh, oh, a, well, tell us what it is. He's a slow learner. Well, we, we noticed that he, uh, and we do know it's a male from the coloration, and his behavior bears that out. He would. Being uh, dumb, that is. No, <laughs> no uh, his <laughs> overly, whatever, t too much testosterone. Do birds have that? I don't know. I don't know whether birds have testosterone. But he's got something. Um, he uh, sees his reflection, apparently, in the rearview mirrors of all of our vehicles. And that cl includes the car, the pickup truck, the Vespa. You know, he, he can see his reflection. And so he hovers there and pecks at it. And then he, um, how should we put this politely on the Shits. radio? He poops, <laughs> yes. Um, and one of our friends said that he's claiming his territory. So he is claiming an awful lot of territory. That's all I can say. And we, he tends to, to claim territory we'd like to keep clean. So yeah. it's, a, it's a real annoyance yeah. dealing with all of this mess around our mirrors. So we have taken to wrapping all the mirrors in a towel Old and towels. tying string on them to keep the towel in place mm -hmm. and deprive this dumb bluebird of the joy of seeing his imagined adversary in the mirror. <laughs> so he's settled, you know, he realizes he can't see himself in the reflection from oh, the I mirrors. Don't, don't give him that much credit. I don't know what he realizes, but... He is not seeing Good that point. other bird. <laughs> he's given up trying to perch on the mirrors, but he's settled for the shiny cargo box of the Vespa, the little scooter we own. And he can see apparently enough of a reflection in it to keep him utterly fascinated. So now he is pooping on the cargo box of the Vespa, and I guess we've decided we're not going to do anything about that. I Just guess, yeah. Let him have his 
enjoy his satisfaction of threatening himself. Well, as you put it, thank goodness he will limit the gene pool of his, uh, <laughs> his he will not continue to re That's reproduce right. his not, own He's not out there kind. mating, he's, <laughs> in, you know, sitting there threatening reflections of himself <laughs> and wasting a lot of valuable time, we think. But that's part of what's fun about living on a farm, the, the chance to study animal behavior as well as plant <laughs> behavior. <laughs> oh, and of course, uh, we've had some, uh, back to the, the spring, uh, spring happenings here. It is, it, we've had some warm days and we found that, yes, we're perspiring or sweating yes, a little bit more. Or glistening. Or glistening. But we're about to have a little bit of a cold snap. We, we've kept saying that no matter what happens in Alabama in February, even if it's warm, um, winter's not over yet. Winter's not over yet, but it is interesting that here, I guess it's been the middle of February since we had a nighttime temperature below 32 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing that it has been um, this warm this soon. Hence all that uh, vegetation that's Hence all those blossoms the, and yeah. all that bolting and all, you know, all of that mirror-threatening behavior, yeah. I guess it all um, is related in one way or another to what we're experiencing in terms of the temperature. Mm -hmm. But then, we had a good time yesterday. Yeah, we yeah. really made some progress on the trellis posts. Um, as you probably know from former pod podcasts, we are uh, opting for a high-density orchard design, and that means lots and lots of trellising for trees even that other people wouldn't normally trellis, like apples and pears and peaches and persimmons and plums. We're trellising all of that, in addition to the muscadines um, that people would normally trellis. So lots and lots of posts go in the ground, yeah. and we made good progress. We got all of the posts in for row 12 and all the posts in for row 11 yesterday. Which basically, all of our apples and pear trees, right? That's right. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, and, and of course we don't have the, 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 um, the wire put in there yet to, uh, to train them to, but we just Good have point. the posts in. Yeah. The posts are now set. And, um, next time we get cooperative weather and I'm not working on something else, I'll be setting those dead men and getting mm -hmm. the trellis yeah. wires in place and so forth. And then I can begin trellis, uh, pruning. Right. Those apples and pears. That would be good, trellis. yeah. And they are the ones that are most critical. If if I could get the apples and pears pruned, then I wouldn't be quite so scared about yeah. everything else. Yeah. Um, and, of course, some of the trees will not be trellis. The fig trees and the pomegranate trees will not yeah. be and on any kind of trellis. We, so. will not we will not trellis some of the erect, thornless blackberries. But most of the, the blackberries we will be the trellising. The thorny, yeah, will be. Um, so uh, we've talked about planting and the, what we've done on um, out on the orchard floor but we've also because we've struggled so much with erosion we've spent a good bit of our time this week dealing with preparing for the rain event that's happening now which was putting out a little bit more rye seed rye grass seed and also um, putting out the remainder of our uh, erosion control fabric that we owned you purchased these rolls they're eight feet wide and a hundred feet long and I just you know shook my head when you drove up with all those rolls of landscape fabric because I didn't think it was a good idea they cost forty dollars a piece so they're not cheap we owned six rolls mm -hmm. and we immediately deployed three of them and saved three well 
very quickly figured out, hey, this landscape fabric stuff is pretty good. It was making a difference. It really yeah. helped the ryegrass to take underneath mm -hmm. it. And so we, uh, the other day, got out and um, deployed the other three rolls mm -hmm. and would have been glad to deploy another couple of rolls if we mm -hmm. had it available. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to talk you into purchasing a little bit more. And, I mean, it is expensive, but yeah. it might and make I'm a difference. I'm hoping we can get by with what we've already put down. and We don't really need to, um, to buy any more, I don't think. But it has been a continuing struggle here, and we're talking to you on a day when we have already had one frog strangler shower and probably will get another before the day's out. Mm -hmm. um, it's, this is really hard rain, and it's the worst kind of rain yeah. for what yeah. we, we're trying to do. Yeah, because, uh, because we're waiting to lay the drip tape, I haven't mulched those trees yet, which is not good. They needed to be mulched, but we wanted to lay the drip tape first. Can't do everything at one time. So... Uh, unfortunately, some of the basins around those trees have been breached by the previous rain event, and I suspect it's happening again. So as I've told you, I'm kind of tired of having to redo the same thing over and over. Yeah, and I'm tired old. of your having to do it. Uh, not as tired as you are. I know it's more annoying and disheartening to you than it is to me. I, I regard it as part of the hassle of installing this large an orchard all at one time. But I understand it's really getting old. Yeah. So, and then um, we also have some planting going on on Veg Hill. I've planted some spinach plants and some, uh, well, I mentioned the lettuces. Your peas are looking great. The peas look pretty good, don't they? And uh, I put out a few more ca replacement cabbage plants. Hopefully the critter won't get them this time, but we'll, we'll see how that turns out. And we have those seedling starting trays that are just doing great. If anything, we maybe jumped the gun in getting them started. Well, according to the calendar, we didn't, but they are growing really well. Maybe they're growing faster than normal with the with those peat or the, not peat blocks, but the little um, soil, soil blocks. blocks that we're using. But the, our peppers and tomatoes are coming along well. I guess the the concern I have about them is they are looking like they're ready to be hardened off. You know, the the slow process of acclimating them to outdoor temperatures and outdoor wind and outdoor sunshine before we put them in the ground. Yet the what you're telling me is no 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 it's too soon to harden them off. You don't want to do it until after you're sure the frost has passed, right? Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll work it out. We'll let you know what we come up with for next yeah. week. <laughs> um, while you were sleeping this morning, I got tractor stuck. Oh, no. Um, I was trying to build a rain bar because I knew this shower was coming. I was trying to build a rain bar to divert the water away from some uh, section of soil that uh, Dave Gray had left when he did his bulldozer work and got the tractor in sort of with front wheels buried and in the process of getting tractor out using the bulldozer for lip, I mean, using the front end bucket for leverage, I tore up the rain bar that I had just built. Oh no. But, um, I, I was able to get it working again with a shovel. So, uh, we got through that, but it's a reminder to me that a two wheel drive tractor on a hilly farm like this is not the smart decision. 
should have gotten a four-wheel drive from the beginning. And as it turns out, we actually will be having one here That's before right. too Scamp long. That's right. Scamp will be coming here, we hope, before too long, and then we will have our four-wheel drive tractor, and I will know not to try up that product, that kind of project with the um, tractor. I'll use Scamp for that. Good, good. Sounds good. I like the way you've named your new tractor already, Scamp. Hopefully <laughs> he can scamper all over the farm. There you go. Well, I think we're just about out of time for this week, but we will catch up with you next week, and I hope... Uh, your spring starts out well, too. See you later. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.